Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. This is episode 19. How are we doing, Tony? I'm doing fantastic, Ken. It's, um, it has been an interesting week for me. Um, this, you know what? Let me take that back. I'm lying. I'm not doing completely fantastic. It's been a rough week. Um, personally for me, and I'm guessing for a lot of fans out there of a specific uh, specific person uh l simmons aka dmx has passed and we don't want this to be a dour episode but we think um it's worth actually talking about uh, a little bit paying respects to an absolute legend in the hip-hop game and uh, i want to start off by talking about how i feel about the man uh dmx for me is the first ever rapper that i literally was addicted to and when i mean addicted like i literally Got every single one of his albums, like in terms of his first five mm. uh, studio albums, like yeah. you know, um, it's dark and hell is hard. Then there was X, Grand Champ, um, and I loved every single one of those albums. Like he's the first ever rapper to have all, all I think it's all five of his first studio albums hit the number one Billboard. Like the guy's an absolute legend, and uh, it's a real loss. You know, it's un- it's unfortunate um, for us to lose anybody in the world, and it is also a shame for. For us, sometimes to celebrate um, our, our heroes when they've passed, you know, I try to make a concerted effort, especially with my social media, that you know, I try to champion people while they're still alive. You know, you, as you know, one of my favorite artists is Donald Glover, and I never stop right. talking about him. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's a shame that you know, for the for the majority, we wait until the the tragic <coughs> end for us to to celebrate our heroes. So. Um, this is going to be a positive episode, a high energy episode in celebration um, of DMX. We are not, we are not mourning him in the traditional way. We are celebrating him, and this is episode is going to be a bias. Not going to be necessary music focus because obviously we're not really a music podcast. We can talk about it, uh, but we we don't really make a habit of actually inserting music into it. But you know, this whole show is about our celebration of passion in in nerd stuff and maybe in the future we will get somebody that's a bit more well versed in music music production and they can talk about it but for now we're going to talk about what we've enjoyed this week um but we're going to give you high energy just to bring yeah, it up man. a little bit no sadness how you I feeling mean, i'm good man like um i, I, I knew what was going to happen with dmx like mm-hmm. the minute it announced about like he was in hospital and then one point he was in a vegetative state. I was like, ah, yeah. we know where this is going. Um, what well, I yeah. felt, I like, I knew where it was going. That those things, trying to recover from those, ah, boy, it, it's never pretty. So yeah. instead of t- talking about the, the down aspect of it, let's talk about his uh, the, his great works or his awards or his nominations. Yeah, he's. I don't know if you knew, but like he's been uh, nominated for um, uh, a few Grammys, um, yeah. American Music Awards, and MTV a Video Music Award. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like, so uh, what do you think he holds the most nominations for, Tony? Just to quiz you a little bit. I want, what do you think he if holds I, the if, most nominations the, for? If I'm off, if going off of the top of my head, it's either his first album or his second album. And I think, so um, his first album is It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Am I right? Mm, well, in terms of nominations, no, that's not the most nominations he's had. Uh, le- less really? so about the actual albums um, and less right. so about the actual singles. More so oh, to do ha- with it has to be Rough Hours album, right? Rough House, Rough Rider. Nah, bro, it's not about the albums. It's about the music videos. 
the he's music the video. Most, oh, sh- he's got a lot of nominations for his music videos. Right. So he's he does got, have crazy music videos. Yeah, they're always what there was that one that was post-apocalyptic, kind of like mad, uh, mad, like so he's yeah. had what seven nominations. None of them won <clears throat> for best rap video or best breakthrough uh, video. Yeah, or best video from a film. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's got um, American Music Award nominations for favorite uh, rap hip hop artist. Yeah, where he won in mm-hmm. two thousand, got nominated again the following year, and yeah, he got nominated for Grammy Awards. He got nominated for Grammys. Mm-hmm. The nomination is even amazing to to even hear that, yeah. even if he didn't win any of them. But best rap album, best rap solo performance, and best mm-hmm. rap solo performance. Like he, he's done bits, man. He's been in films as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what was your favorite film that he was in? My favorite film that he did is um, it's one of those ones most people don't know about. Um, I'm forgetting Mm. the name. So it's it was actually a smaller film. It was him and Michael Ely. The whole story about it is like the story is told in two parts, right? So the main character of it is both DMX and Michael Ely. And DMX plays. It's kind of like a Carlitos Way kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays a guy that's pretty much, you know, a gangster, drug dealer and all of that, but it's told from the point of view of him when he was younger and Michael right. Ely actually plays his, uh, illegitimate son and spoiler alert, you don't find out to the end. And, um, right, right. so it's kind of like, it's a weird kind of dual duality where Michael Ely inadvertently follows, um, follows the footsteps of his dad and finds out things about his dad and, you know, (coughs) what his dad did in relationship to his mother and stuff like that. It's a really, actually really good film. Very low budget, very, very modest film, but great performances from DMX and Michael Ely. It's called Never Die Alone. Definitely one of my favorite DMX films. But if we talk about the big boys, you know, there's um, Cradle to the Grave. There's there's, uh, Romeo Romeo Must Must Die. Die. Unfortunately, he dies very soon in that. Uh, you got Exit Wound. Romeo which... Must Die. He doesn't die, Romeo yeah. Must Die. He does, bro. When Romeo Must Die, he dies, bro. He gets shut I remember, up. I remember that very cheesy line that he had. Guns yeah. don't kill people. People kill people. People kill people. <laughs> uh, which I think he might have stole from uh, Tupac. But, I think um, he did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he dies. He's up in the club. He goes out kind of like Scarface, gets peppered with bullets. Uh, you might be right. getting it confused with Cradle to the Grave, where he's like the main character. He wasn't. He wasn't the main character in um, in uh, Romeo Must Die. No, uh, but I always thought it was above her the right. way he he got taken out. But uh, like he did, he did Exit Wound with uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, it's not yeah. the best film, mostly because Steven Seagal sucks anus. Like he's just <laughs> terrible. Um, but yeah, like he's he's done some recent films. Unfortunately, there's um there's Fast and Furious, I believe, that came out recently. What? Um, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. It's one of those Asylum films. Are you familiar with Asylum? Uh, no, no, no. So so Asylum they specialize in ripping off big budget films and doing their oh, own sort of kind yeah, of yeah 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 so I know, I know. you know they they do things like iron suit man i don't even know if that's the correct name but like they'll do things like avengers is coming out and they'll do the revengers yeah they, they skate along the line of um i'm not trying to get sued but i yeah. can still make a money from this yeah, yeah they just they crazy. just ride in those coattails so i think the that movie he did was um i believe it's called fast and furious fast mm-hmm. fast and fierce death race 
and he plays a guy called Davey and he's in it all of five minutes. Like my man got his check and bounced. But, <laughs> you know, I do I do give it up for him, like, you know, saying to himself, I'm just not a music artist, which he was he was dope. He's one of the best rappers out there. One of my favorites, I can at least say. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the hypest guys. Like, but for example, is like, where have you ever been where like they played either Rough Riders Anthem or party up, and you and you thought, nah, you just killed the vibe. There's never he can never kill a vibe with those two tracks. Like when nah, those tracks come, bro, you can go his to a bachelor party and you put on party up, and people will still vibes to it. You can go to like, well, a, uh, like um, yeah, carry on. What was gonna say? I was gonna say well, well nowadays maybe mm. like maybe improved from my generation if it was like a, 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 a um hip-hop night or like a party night for for people yeah. from our generation yeah man that shit will be live like you can't play that shit we, in, in, the, in the in the latest clubs i think Not nowadays regardless of any generation those two tracks always bang who, who who's gonna be in a club yes like and you're not gonna be getting off your feet i'm tony if, if, if you i'm if going i'm going down, based on what i've what i've known yeah. Kids nowadays, they don't know because it's not been exposed to them in the media. So I can't be too, I can't, I can't blame them too tough. They just don't know. I think so. They'll I hear these songs tracks, and be like, "Okay." I think I those I think those two tracks transcend generation. I I legit know kids that know the Rough Riders anthem that know Party Up because guess what? Yeah, besides from like it being an old track, guess what? It always plays in things like. NBA, like you, you know, the, the the things you can always consistently count on in the NBA game. Like I've been to like the uh, Madison Square Garden, right? What's gonna play is definitely gonna be Party Up, and it's gonna be Joe Budden's Pump It Up. You are guaranteed at least one of those tracks. Yeah, they they're always playing that during the games, even if it's just little snippets. Um, but yeah, go, Tom, so um, what album would you say? Uh, oh well, I wanted to. I wonder if you knew because you're a bit of a DMX fan. How many mm. albums were Platinum? I want to say his first five albums were platinum. Oh, very good. Yeah, all f- these first five did go platinum. Nice. Yes. Do you know which yes. ones had the most, that sold the most, that banged the most? That the ones the most that banged sales? the most is definitely... No, f- number one. What's number one? So number one would have to be Flesh in My Flesh, Blood in My Blood? No. That's what oh, number it's, two. It's, it's, it's Dark and Hell is Hot. No. Oh wow, I'm completely off. Um, and then there were X. Then it has to be then there were X. Yeah, then was X is number one. Okay, cool, cool. If it was, if it was anything else, I'll be very confused. I'll yeah, be, yeah. I'll be very confused. Followed but, by yeah, it's um, dark and hell is hot. Yes, and then yes. third comes uh, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Yeah, those yeah, th- three absolutely stellar album the thing i loved about dmx is his his storytelling like um mm. one song once again i think is stop being greedy like that's one of my f- favorite mm-hmm. songs like y'all be eating long enough now stop being greedy keep it real partner give to the needy ribs to touch it it don't make me wait fuck around and i'm gonna bite you smash the plate like that song like he kind of plays two characters like he he's got yeah. this the motif that he keeps it throughout his his albums where he plays Earl Simmons, and he also plays a character called Damien. And Damien is kind of like his 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 devil on his shoulder. And I think he's kind of him explaining all of his thoughts in life where 
he's he hasn't made the best decisions and he's always been honest about that and he's always been a religious man like you know devoutly religious every album has had like a prayer track at least um but when he when he uses the the motif of you know Earl versus Damien it's always yeah. him saying like this is where I messed up and why I listened to that devil on my shoulder and this is what led for it and all every single track where he's done you know the Earl versus Damien thing has always always hit home for me there might not be radio play songs even though maybe out in the states they did we didn't really have it like that we only had like the big tracks but like stop being greedy I didn't know until <sighs> about a few days ago actually had a music video so yeah, that didn't play out here yeah that yeah, didn't yeah, play out didn't... here so it's one of those ones it's like i it, the crazy thing is i can't even pick what my favorite album is because those first five albums i, I they i spent maybe most of my my my, my mid-teens just playing those albums on loop like i could easily listen to every single one of them back to back to back and um oh my god there's this banging track it was it's got um, who does it have on it? It's got Dragon, it's got Jada Kiss, it's got DMX. Uh, I think it's got Styles P on it. Um, yeah. Oh, how does it go? How does it go? Cowboys don't mean what they say when they talk. Cowboys lean a certain kind of way. When it, I got a fresh hate coke and the people block, but y'all still missing the point like a free throw shot. Get it? This ain't something you learn. This is something you earn. Turn it up and give me something to burn. Oh my God, that track is just... How many slurs can I plug into your chest before it gets spilled? Since you ain't got nothing else to do but get killed. Ever since I find out how it's gonna taste. Into your clip, I holler tips into your daughter's face. Fly one more time for good luck. Well, what? We was already dead. What the fuck? I'll be breaking my shit up off in the <laughs> okay. nigga, but I don't see none but soft in the nigga, fucking coward. That track, oh my God. Like, I think it's one of those ones. It's like a hot thing right now to bandwagon but legit i think anybody that truly says they're a fan of dmx definitely did get hit by dmx because you yeah. his particular style you couldn't be casual about it you couldn't be like ah, it's all right you either loved them or at least respected them i don't know anybody that i can honestly say mm. said ah, i wasn't feeling dmx well you, know, you either ja didn't listen to him got going to it quite a bit because Jaru was biting his style. We're not going to get into the politics of that because that's not what it's about him. It's like, it's about the no. celebration of what he did no. and not about that negative. No, I'm, I'm just like, saying he, he's someone that didn't like him at the time. Uh, or they, they, that's the few that they had. But um, yeah, well, understandably well, why it was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah when you're a counterfeiter, you know, obviously you're going to be hating on the the original article. That's that's what I'm saying anyway. But um, I think, I honestly, it's one of those ones... Um, this is this is never a thing that you really want to hear about from somebody that you appreciate so much, you know. And I, I definitely appreciated his music. It definitely hit me at the right time. I never, I wasn't, I can't say that I was a fan of DMX when he dropped. You know, like first album dropped in nineteen ninety eight. You know, I was what no more, no more than nine years old. I wasn't aware until DMX properly until I was in my early teens. I want to say year seven of secondary school. Because uh, I had a friend called Neptali, and we both we both loved DMX like crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's like 11, 12 years old. That's when I fully got into DMX, and every album was just it just wait. Neptali dreadlocks, dreadlocks. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, he went crest. Oh, Neptali Palmer. So you're familiar? He was. Why, in my why am I bla- why am I blazing? I'm blazing now. His government. Bro, I was fully saying first thing. You say it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we was in the same class together. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, 
You're a funny well, yeah, guy, that's... bro. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't listen to this, so it's all good. Uh, but shout uh, out what? to Naptali. Uh, I miss that guy, man. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get into the show. That's uh, that's enough. That's enough talk about DMX. I could talk about it all night, but this is not what we're here for. We are actually here to talk about a few things. Uh, so we are um, we are going to be recapping uh, episode four of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I made a mistake last week. I believe I I said that we was at episode four last week. That was actually episode three. My mistake. This week is episode four and what a banger it was. And we will be talking about, uh, can remind me, is that episode four of Invincible or episode five? No, it's episode five, bro. Episode five of Invincible. And we'll be capping it off of a review discussion on Thunder Force. Um, Ken, I'm going to let you choose. What do you want to do first? Do you want to, do you want to, Recap the shows first, or do you want to review Thunder Force? Nah, let's 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 do uh let's do Thunder Force and then Thunder Force. End on a high. All right, cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. that might be telling of things. So, uh, <laughs> do you want me to do you want it? Do you want me to hit first, or do you want to come in? Uh, and I, I, yeah, I hold up. Let, let, let's, let, let me get into it. Um, so Thunder right, Force. Go. This yeah. is a film. I'm, I'm not gonna get into the nitty gritty about who's in it and whatever. I'm just talking about mm-hmm. a little bit about it and then giving my review and then obviously Tony will jump right. in. Um, so yes. Thunder Force. It's about um, two best friends or mm-hmm. well, two friends that uh, you know how those cheesy uh, TV shows and films how two people get together. Uh, mm-hmm. where they become best friends because one person defended another person because someone was either being, you know, uh, overly ra- sexist, racist, or just a dick. Uh, yes. And then one person defended another, and now, oh, now we're best friends. We're so different, mm-hmm. so wacky and different, but now we're best friends. And that's uh, that's the tone it sets uh, with the film right. of like, okay, uh, these are two people that are really close to each other, but then they go to separate race because of how the world is. While the world, uh, they have their own versions of, uh, what can we say, gifted, mutants, the sparks, or whatever. Uh, they call mm-hmm. them the... Um, uh, um, what the miscreants. Them? The miscreants, which I'm going to get onto the name about that later on. Doesn't that give you I, chills, I, Ken? It, it's very sinister. Oh my God, I'm scared. Very, very sinister. So, uh, so there imposing. is a very... Uh, uh, you know, wishy-washy reason for why a uh, certain, you know, percentage of the population now have superpowers. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's the case uh, due to a something horrible happening to uh, family members of one of the characters. Um, yes. The the one of the uh, main characters decided, like, I I vow to now um, be at the forefront of how, mm-hmm. uh, finding a way how to deal with the miscreants. I make it right. my life's mission to do all the missions. So, and let's so, clarify one thing. Let me let yes. me clarify one thing because we skipped over a little bit. So the the whole idea is there was a beam of radiation that beamed to Earth, and only a very specific percentage of people were That's actually exposed. That actually was affected by the beam, and the only people affected by the beam was sociopaths. So only there's only villains that exist in this world, which I think is a cool conceit, right? Um, but the the the, the, the like you said. The main character, played by Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. uh, she, as a, teen- a teenager, she just dedicates her life to to pursuit of knowledge, being the smartest person in the room, being a genius, so she can find a way to give normal people, good people, good honest people, powers, almost in uh, revenge for the death of her parents, because her parents were killed by a miscreant. Right, miscreant. Yeah, miscreant. man. Our co-star, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Um. She does well. She Melissa McCarthy is playing Melissa McCarthy in this. She's mm-hmm, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
the 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 uh, the comic relief of this film with her zingers and uh, very uh, not just situational uh, comedy but uh, physical comedy in various yes. places, just adding that bit of levity in the in the almost opposite, very serious tone of yes. David. And uh, yeah, so the film progresses where you come across uh, a key villain who um, um, is, well, running for a position in the government. And mm-hmm. his sinister idea, which I'm not going to get into just yet, we'll leave that for the spoilers, is trying to, uh, cont- well, more or less have more control of the city while mm-hmm. um, having a way to bring all the miscreants together. Now, mm-hmm. overall, with this film, because we'll get into the different things that happen in this film, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a relatively... Uh, meh film <laughs> and not because I, I didn't like it no I, I enjoyed it because I knew what it was the minute I saw it mm. the minute I saw the costumes yeah. the minute I saw who was in the film the minute I saw the quality and how much the budget was put into this film I knew I'm not going to get something you know uh, akin to uh, Avengers if anything yeah. I, was, I cared more about the comedy I was looking more forward to the comedy than the actual action and uh, um, the key aspects of the plot because if anything be funny um so uh when it comes down to the comedy i don't know about you tony but um it's that there, there was a few jokes that hit but the majority of them were very uh, yeah I, I could tell that they were freestyling kind of riffing uh, uh a lot of improv but it it, it it didn't it didn't hit for me for with a lot of the jokes there were a few of them like mm-hmm. when we come across a particular person that looks like a crab um but um <laughs> beyond those few times in the it, in the film it, it, mm. it wasn't as funny as i wanted it to be mm-hmm. uh so yeah man like overall it was a nice little film to buy time but nothing that i would watch again to be honest it it, it was it was less than fine okay so yeah. are you are you are you done is there anything I'm you want to add I'm, to that uh to the non-spoiler bit no no that's about it okay so it you, was, you we're gonna get into was, spoilers we're going to get into spoilers, but is there anything okay, that you want to cool, say cool, cool. about the film before we get into that? Okay, so um, I feel like you know you were short and sweet. I think you kind of you kind of hit the the movie with a uh, with kid gloves. I think you know maybe, maybe you <laughs> like the film. No, 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 Tony. I'm waiting for the spoiler part because there's You're a lot for the spoiler in it. Part. I'm waiting right. for the spoiler part. So if you've got anything I, to say about but before we hit the spoiler part, please but yeah. do by, See, by by all means. I'm gonna come in with a few straights. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a bit hard, right? So. This film, you, you got the basic breakdown, right? It's a it's a world full of miscreants, and uh, personally, I think that's a it's a dumb name to give. Like, why didn't you just say villains, super villains? It's like I don't know why you was trying to be cute with that. Um, but you got the basics. It, it, it's it's not great marketing. It's like miscreants. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be? Oh my god, it's a miscreant! Come on, what are we doing? Here? Um, so you 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 got really great actors you got octavia spencer you got melissa mccarthy granted she does a lot of things of this nature slapstick comedy very physical comedy and like you said um sometimes that hits sometimes it doesn't uh the dialogue is not there the script is not there um whoever wrote this script shame on you because you have squandered some very talented people uh specifically the uh, the the female actress that plays octavia spencer's uh uh, daughter um young actress her name is i am blanking on it ken can you help me out do you know her name uh i do not know her name oh man 
Uh, keep talking, keep talking. I'll find out. Her name is Taylor Mosby. And uh, Taylor, Taylor Mosby, Mosby, she's he's like, I think, I believe she's 19 years old, up and comer. I haven't seen her in anything besides from this. But um, she just plays a stock character. I'm a cute, sassy nerd. That's it. Uh, there's no growth in this film. Um, uh, there, there's, there's kind of a thin layer of growth between uh, Melissa McCarthy's character. And are, we in spoil- other- are we in spoiler talk now? This is not spoilers. I'm still kind of give, give, uh, keeping okay. it vague. I'm not talking necessarily. Uh, I'm just talking about my, my feelings in terms of what I've actually seen on screen. Um, but uh, there's a Jason Bath- Bateman plays a character in it, um, and there's supposed to there's supposed to be some chemistry there. Falls flat. Um, I I I think I, this is how I feel about the film. I feel <coughs> that the film had so much promise in terms of the ideas. Um, that they wanted to execute, right? Imagine a world where the only powered people were the criminally insane sociopath. Granted, not all sociopaths are criminally insane, but in in this cartoon of a film, every single person that has the power is for some reason evil. Um, There could have been a deeper deeper conversation there. There could have been a character say like, I may be a sociopath, doesn't mean I'm going to go around killing people. But there's no conversation there. It's very stock. Um... You've got you've got problems whereby the the biggest thing I can say is uh, so are you familiar with the director of this film? No. So uh, the, the director, director of this film is Ben Falcone. Uh, we'll get into uh, spoilers of who he is because he also plays a character in this film. He's actually married to Melissa McCarthy, and oh, they have done. Yeah, yeah, I know my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have done uh, several films together. Um, she, she, she. I can tell she really loves her husband. Because she has failed to turn around to say, hey, babe, I really, really love you, but you are not good at directing. We need to stop working with each other because you are not doing <laughs> me any favors. He's not a good director. He's done the only good film that I think he's done um, in terms of directing. Granted, he's produced a few things that have actually been uh, good. And it's probably been, you know, to the favor of like he was hands off. Um, but the film, the only film that I think that he's directed that I actually enjoyed granted it's still not a good film is the boss are you, are you familiar with the boss yeah 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 uh she plays a uh i think it's like a fashion mogul or something like that a powerful woman yeah i remember uh I remember. and she loses everything that's probably the only good one granted from heavy lifting from melissa mccarthy but yeah. i can read out his thing he's done tammy he's done life of the party he's had um he's done uh super intelligence thunder force and he's got a new movie coming out with her called Margie Klaus. He's not he's not a good director and he's not a good writer either. He also wrote Thunder Force and when we get into the spoiler it will it will compound why this movie is so bad and why he's not talented in what he does and should very much so no disrespect to him, right? He's doing his thing, he's getting budgets but maybe he should take up a new vocation because this is not the one. This is not the one. <laughs> but it doesn't, um, it doesn't matter what we think about what he does because if people keep giving him work, it ain't going to change. He will just keep making but, these films. And that's what we do, what we do, Ken. Like, we, are, we are not major right. media guys, but Grant, no. f- fully know like, none of the films he's done have made stupid money or garnered any critical acclaim. Eventually, studios are going to look at that and say, hey, we are not going to be working with you, bro, because you can't, bring us any profits so please sit down 
I think he's funny enough when he plays characters in films. Stick to that. You're a funny guy. Be on screen. Do not be behind the camera. You put that camera down, sir. Put it down. Nope. Don't touch it. Nope. Sit down. <laughs> do not write anything, sir. You are not good at it. Anyway, uh, do you want to get into spoilers now? <laughs> Bro, my spoilers are all over the place because I keep remembering things. I'm like, that was hilarious. Uh, we'll, but not in we'll a funny go, way, but funny as in as in silly. But let's, we'll let's through, try. We'll go through order. Go, I, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll go, go through, through the order. order. So, <laughs> yeah, op- so we're, we're open I'll, up to the world, right? And we meet these two characters. They're very young. Uh, they're in class. Uh, the um, the character played by uh, a uh, a young Octavia. Anyway, the young Octavia Spencer character, a uh, young black girl. She's getting bullied by some kid, right? And cute moment. Melissa McCarthy's young version turns around and she flips it, right? She says something funny and the guy looks like a fool. Oh, um, you missed the, uh, the the most groundbreaking part, that the the main theme of, of the film that they never reference, only in text. And the theme was that she's not a nerd, she's smart. <laughs> I, and I think to myself... By the way, people, if you haven't seen this, that, that's exactly what was said because the guy was bullying her, saying some something dumb, and he's yeah. like, oh, you're a nerd. And she was like, I'm not a nerd, I'm smart. And yeah. it was kind of like, well, that 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 kind of wasn't a smart thing to say. It's like, no. all right, cool. But I, I know it what wasn't she was trying even to witty. say. witty. I, I get it. I know, it's it like, wasn't even witty. Like, uh, when, when, you're, when you're a nerd, people think that, you know, nerds have a particular stereotype and whatever. And, yeah. and you shouldn't be diminished for being intelligent. You know, that yeah. says more about you than it does about her. And it would have been nice if she elaborated a bit more like that. Yeah. So that it would be like, okay, cool. As a jab to this guy, you know, mm. be quiet, shut up. Like, it's because you're dumb. That's why you're talking. Like, I'm smart yeah. and that's why you feel insecure. But no, it yeah. was like, I'm not a nerd. I'm smart. I'm like, eh, no. It's not It's not <laughs> a great line, but bear in mind, guess who wrote not it? At all. It was It was this Ben Ben fellow. Ben Falcone, <laughs> this ben with his, his his riveting writing style. Anyway, um, so moving on from there, they they become best friends. But you get this recurring <coughs> idea that uh, the young black girl she's more interested in studying than actually having friends. And her friend is trying to actually have a life with this. So, you know, that's they're, they're two best friends, and you know she's concerned that her friend is so focused on this goal of being this absolute genius and continuing her, fam- her family's work into making well, powers. Do, do you know what Octavia's character, who who she reminded me of the most? What does she, what does she remind you of? She reminds me of Bruce Wayne because my parents died. Therefore, I'm dedicating my entire life to, to studying yeah. for how to figure this out. So that's literally what the uh, crux or the biggest dilemma at the beginning of the film was right. oh um, Melissa wants to have fun she wants to enjoy time with a friend but her friend is yeah. like no no I've got to study I've got to do better I have to figure out how to like like um, control the misfits or, or get rid of mm-hmm. them or, or, mm-hmm. or like have something against them whatever right. and therefore I must devoid myself from all this worldly things <laughs> and yeah. only focus on the mission that sounds like Batman sounds like Bruce Wayne I, I'm not going to lie if that was me I literally would get annoyed because you know all that sounds like to me is like if I was remotely friends with Batman in any way like, I don't even know how Superman deals with him because all I hear is dead parents dead parents dead parents that's all well, Batman is I, I think it's a bit different and we saw a little bit in Gotham where mm-hmm. a young Bruce was just an outsider. He was forever just right. like not, not doing what he's supposed to like. So he, he was a weird kid. But then we know the Bruce Wayne that is suave, devonair, the bachelor, mm-hmm. because he later, after going on his pil- uh, pilgrimage um, to train up to 
become the Batman eventually. Yeah. You know, he realized I have to have a mask. I can't just be dark and gloomy without the mask and dark and gloomy with the mask. Mm -hmm. So he found a balance. In this but that's film, the thing, right? Toby never I finds would, that balance. I would never be friends with Batman. I would be, definitely be friends with Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne will get shit lit. Like Bruce Wayne is having benders on a yacht somewhere. He might be faking it. It's all good for me. As long as he's not in the cor corner crying, dead parents, dead parents, yeah, yeah, I am the darkness. That's what I'm saying. There's a, there's, there's a difference. He can choose to mm -hmm. be one or the other. Right. In this film, she, she is doesn't. the same note. She's the same note. She might kind of feel a bit free in certain aspects of the film, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's always about the mission. Um, yeah. And which leads to what you were saying before about her not having any true growth. Like, so Octavia no. has no growth no. with her mission and everything and even affects her daughter to a degree, but mm -hmm. we'll get into the daughter in a little bit. But no, she 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 just lives like I I think it's like she she managed to have a kid, she managed to have a huge company and whatever whatever. So she is technically like Bruce Wayne with mm -hmm. her technology. But it's kind of like okay, so where is the downside to her mission? You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it, this, if this is what you want, if this is the thing, like usually in films where okay, if someone goes off the deep end like that, it's usually something's got to give in it. Even mm -hmm. like in um, Harlequin and Emancipation, or the Emancipation of Harlequin. Uh, blah 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 whatever that film yeah yeah Huntress, Birds of Prey and Hun Emancipation of One Harlequin that's it so yeah. Birds of Prey film Huntress she witnessed the massacre of her family and she had to hide underneath dead bodies right yeah and then Once you again, saw how much that dead parents dead parents right but you saw how much that messed her up you know mm. she wasn't a normal functioning human being like she was yeah. about the mission <laughs> and just about killing people and it came up and i'm only mentioning her because it came up in a bit weird ways because she wasn't mm -hmm. quite all there no. whereas octavia octavia seemed just normal like that there was no there's nothing in the film to show no. that she was okay maybe that probably wasn't the best choice even though that was yeah. her choice but there is no give to to her choice of like dedicating her entire being and life, she ended up having right. a daughter and everything, and a very successful company, and not yeah. being socially, like, well, not necessarily because she was a bit socially awkward, but there was nothing, mm -hmm. like, so off from her to to counteract her very extreme decision to do this. See, even the extreme, yeah, but... the extreme decision, it doesn't make sense, right? The way, the way she, so we we established at the beginning, like something happens, right? They're best friends. The girl's trying to prepare for a test and she says, please wake me up uh, because she, um, Melissa McCarthy's young version, she basically said, you need to chill out. You need to relax. You're, you're, you're stressing yourself out. You need to rest. Go to sleep and I'll wake you up in, a, in 30 minutes so you can start studying again. They both fall asleep. She wakes up late for an uh, exam and they break up their friendship because in her mind, she can only dedicate herself to the pursuit of knowledge. But we, they established like she actually does have a life. She had enough of a life to get get pregnant with you know with some dude and it just happened to be the case that the well, dad just kind of left it's like she didn't fully completely dedicate her life she, well, well it's weird it, it, it was alluded to that you know in her research or mm. the during the time when she was doing the research and meeting the dad he was yeah. just someone that was also a brilliant scientist or whatever and they had their fling and during that one off fling a baby happened <laughs> but that's the thing so right? it, it, was, it wasn't her necessarily living life it was kind of like all right cool got a bit hot and bothered you know next to these test tubes <laughs> and these it's, machines it's, and then, it's inconsistent uh, though it's inconsistent because you, you yeah can, you can cultivate a relationship with a dude to the, get to the point that you're pregnant with it with a dude it's unfortunate that he he leaves you 
but you're also able to be a good mom because that girl is 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 happy. She never at no point in the film she turns around and say like I hate you, mom. You was never there for me. You was more interested in research. That girl is put together, level headed, you know, a genius in her own right. Um, so it's like there was no reason for her to ex out her friend, right? For well, that long. No, well, that's the thing. I, I the the way I see it, it wasn't Octavia that deaded the friendship. Do you remember? It was Melissa. It was Melissa that was the one that tore off the bracelet, uh, the friendship bracelet, and then dusted out. Now, we don't see what happens in between when they were kids and they were adults. But we know they could have right. tried to rekindle friendship and whatever, whatever, but we're going based on what we've seen in the film. But right. Melissa was the one that was got angry that, mm-hmm. you know, Octavia was like, yo, you made me miss my thing, understandably being pissed off. Yeah. And then, do you know what Melissa said? She said, you know... You know, because cause she was alluding to like, I, I don't want to live here forever. I'm trying to like leave here to actually, you know, do my mission, my mission, you know, for my parents, yeah. for my dead parents. And Melissa took that as, oh, so if you stay here, you're not special. And she says that mm-hmm. quite a few times. So yeah. you don't think I'm special. And she took that, got into a, got into a, got into the ump and tore off the bracelet and dusted down. Mm-hmm. So See, it, it was less, right it was less so though, Octavia. Ken, yeah. we are doing the heavy lifting of the film. Because everything you've said in terms of breaking it down has far more nuance than what was actually on screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just found it so dumb how, like, you know, Melissa's character was just just, just ready to dead off the friendship after mm-hmm. she messed up by not waking her up. Like, mate, yeah. she said, this thing is mad important to me. As a friend, you should understand that this is mad important to me. And you're going to do me like this and get angry, gaslight me. Right. Because you made it by yourself because you think I don't make you feel special or I don't think you're special. Dead. Dead, 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 dead. Oh, yeah, I mm-hmm. collect your things and just leave my life because mm-hmm. I found that so annoying. It, yeah. But it, not because of the uh, um, the characters. It's because it's lazy writing, bruv. It's just, it's it, it really was, there, there was no buildup. There was no buildup. If there was buildup to that where there was different things leading to them falling out, then cool. Yeah. But it was literally the first time they had a fight was the first time that they fell out and yeah. therefore didn't talk to each other for almost 30, 40 years. Are you yeah. dumb? <laughs> yeah, that 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 was quite frustrating to watch because yeah. I thought maybe we'll see them at different times, but no, they just jump forty years in the future, right? Oh, and that, like, that, so that was, where, yeah, where we are later, right? Is like it's a few years later. They're about to have a school reunion. Uh, Melissa McCarthy's character is expecting Octavia Spencer to show up. She messages her. She replies, "Oh, she's gonna make it." She doesn't make it, so she makes it her mission to go down to the offices of uh, the the facility where she works and goes to see her, but she's going to try to convince her, right? Uh, Roy, Hilary, Roy, he, just, just very quickly on the text. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Octavia. It wasn't alluded to in the film, but I, thought, I found it so funny. I, I don't think, think it was an assistant. I think it was, it was an assistant. assistant because she was yeah. looking at her like, what, what the hell are you talking about? I ain't know yeah. about this. <laughs> right. That's the vibe that I got, but they never actually said that. That would have that would even been a funny moment if it was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't even handle my phone. They didn't even do that. It's just... I wish it was that little black boy that did it. Yeah. And do you know who that is, by the way? I've seen him somewhere. I can't remember who he is. So um, I've seen him I, somewhere. Where where, where where do you know him from? So he's he's been in like some Disney Channel stuff or Nickelodeon stuff. But I'm pretty sure... You know the, the guy from Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah. I think that's his younger brother. What, Drew? Not Drews, no, not the actor. So he's actual real younger brother in real life. Oh. Yeah. No idea, bro. So, no idea. Um, yeah, so uh, let me actually double check that before I make myself look like a foe. Uh, yes, it is his younger brother. So uh, so not the kid that played Drew, 
but um, the guy that played Chris, the young Chris, that's his younger brother in real life. I, I don't know. You couldn't tell from the face. I feel like they look mm, identical no, anyway. No, no, they, they they look similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Um, but yeah, so you meet you meet the assistant. So it's in a facility. They meet together, and it's like an awkward exchange. Everybody's a bit nervous because you know they haven't been together in such a long time, and something happens. She gets wine spilled on her. She has to leave to change, and she tells her like, "Hey, I'm leaving now, but don't touch anything. I don't want you to touch anything. This is this is my facility." Don't touch anything. And it's the obvious thing. It's Mel- it's a typical Melissa McCarthy character. You tell them one thing. She's, you know, for the sake of comedy, she's going to be goofy. So she goes around. She touches a few things. She ends up in this room and gets injected with this experimental cocktail to give super strength. She gains super strength. And there's a whole montage of how... Um, <coughs> so they established, right, that there's only... She was only able to cultivate two abilities and they were supposed to be for her. One's invisibility and one's a super strength. And I'm not going to lie, Ken, that's absolute genius. A combination of invisibility and super strength, you are you are shutting shit down. Why do, is there no superhero what? like that in Marvel that's got invisibility and super strength? Well, do you know what wasn't genius? What? The, 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 the thing that was dumb about that was, well, not necessarily the powers, about who the power's going to. This person yeah. that has been socially awkward and so devoid yeah. from anything was going to be the person that has the strength and and visibility combined. What? She's impersonable. Like Melissa was the one that's holding it down for like yeah. in terms of personality. Yeah. When uh, fighting bad guys, she was running around yeah. in corners. Even though she was invisible, she was still mm-hmm. hiding. What? Yeah. And she was meant to get all the powers. Well, Dead. the crazy <laughs> thing is, like, put it nah. to you this way again: if you're a billionaire. And you got the yeah. put it this way: You're Tony Stark. Are you giving the suit to another dude because you might not be qualified? No, you're Tony, Tony. Stark. You're wearing the Tony. suit. Tony, Anthony, Tony yes. Stark at least was competent. <laughs> this woman, well, no, that's that's Tony Stark. Obviously, we corner. know we know Tony Stark in the comic books. Right, I'm talking about you. You create an experimental suit, but you're socially awkward. You're a bit inept, right? You're a billionaire. Are you giving that billion dollar suit to somebody else? Or are you still yes, wearing it yourself? I'm giving it, it to Steve Rogers. I'm no, giving you're it to not the equivalent Ken, of Steve. That I call bull. Yes, I am. If, if even me, right? Me, Imagine if imagine me, I am socially awkward. I can't talk to people. I am like in terms of strategy, I don't get it. If I had an experimental cocktail for flight, super speed, super flight, I'm not gonna think, hey man, I've got a head of security. He's really with it. He's got experience. He's been on the battlefield. He's a tactical genius. I'm still gonna give it to me, Ken. I am still right, gonna take it. You know it. what? Cool. Take it and then end up <laughs> end up dead. <laughs> Because, I, like, I'm not saying that you won't you won't be capable, mm. but like, imagine someone like that trying to yeah. do and being panicky about every little thing, bro. You're gonna catch a bullet. I think I think <laughs> the, that was them, I them think people. that was realistic. The, because you know who you can <laughs> yeah. say the equivalent to? Say the equivalent to somebody like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk with their technologies, right? What they're working on, I guarantee you, at least one of them is trying to work on an Iron Man suit. They both gonna be wearing it. They're not get, like they'll test it out, right? They'll put the guinea pigs, and after the fiftieth guy that's probably been paralyzed from it, and they finally got it working, it's like now I will unveil myself as Iron Man. Oh wait, we, we can't use that. Wait, <laughs> let, copyright let's, reasons. Let's wait to okay, see. Um, I will unveil myself as Steel Man. You, you, you're guaranteed that Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, Actually, they would the opposite, they would do it themselves. 
Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? The opposite tends to happen, actually, thinking about mm-hmm. it. Because let's look at Elon Musk, uh, Mark, Zuck- Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Steve Jobs. All these people, mm-hmm. they're brilliant. They yes. are the ideas people, and then they vary in terms of intelligence. I'm not yes. saying they're not intelligent. They're highly intelligent and very, not just business-minded, but actual, um, they're quite smart as well. Yes. A lot of the work that they do doesn't happen without the like tens of hundreds of scientists that are working on various things. Yes. So they are the people that provide the ideas, but mm-hmm. other people are actually doing the, the, the boots to the ground type grunt work type things. But I guarantee you... So it's the you... people that are the boots to the ground type people are probably the socially awkward ones that are like, oh yes. man, I wish. But then Elon Musk is like, yeah, yeah, thanks little guy. Let me just take yeah. that suit and yeah, let me gear up. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Uh, like Steve Jobs did not create the iPhone. He just had the idea and said, hey, my uh, tech guys, um, get it done. I'm Steve Jobs. Make it. I want a phone that does everything. Make it happen. I'm rich. You're poor. Get it done. And guess what? I think he was Somebody... a better marketer than he was. Uh, of course. He was a better designer and marketer than he was uh, technology. He just hired he was, people. He was, he, yes, he hired the right the people. Technology. But guess what? Yeah. Even the person in the lab, right, was the first. He might. The person in the lab might have been the first person to use it in a lab setting. But who was unveiling it on stage? Steve motherfucking Jobs. So guarantee exactly. you, if Steve motherfucking Jobs created an Iron Man suit and he's killed 50 people in the testing of the Iron Man suit, when that testing is done and is good to go, he's not getting lab tech number one that finally survived the, the, the excruciating. <laughs> pain of being that suit he'll be like hey 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 buddy you're fired you're done you're done i know i know you never saw your kids i know your wife divorced you but i'm steve jobs and this is my suit get out buddy and i don't know why steve jobs sounds like he never actually sounded like that but (laughs) no he never sounded like that can you imagine the guy um, that was getting fired like like man my, my wife left me my, my kids my kids don't see me they don't want to talk to me anymore but at least I got this to rely on this is my crutch this is my own yes. tether to this world and then all of a sudden like yeah 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 you're gone and it's like mm-hmm. what <laughs> Just but, that's because... how you, but that's how you create a super villain and that's when he comes back and it's like he's literally like he becomes the iron monger so like yeah you should have killed me because yeah sure it was enough, all part of his plan I need to make the suit to, to, to be a villain, yeah. But I got all of the blueprints up here, buddy. I'm coming for you, Steve Jobs. And unfortunately, Steve Jobs ended up dying of cancer, so he couldn't get his revenge anyway. Um, moving on swiftly from that depressing thought, the movie. So, what was the point anyway. we going to this? The reason why we going to this was because, yeah, I, I found it weird that you know someone that was clearly incompetent. Um, was going to give themselves a multi-billion, even though it was her yeah. own billions, a multi-billion uh, procedure to make her a superhero. Mm-hmm. But, Why did she have it in her office? There. Why did she have huh? the experimental well, cocktail in her office? I, even if it's a I spare know, room. I know something. Yeah. I know something about that. It reminded me, I was getting flashbacks of um, Godzilla versus Kong, mm-hmm. right? Because you see how like... Um, uh, 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 the uh, the kids and uh, and Bernie stuck into yes. literally everywhere. Like mm-hmm. my question in that film was the same question I had here: mm-hmm. Where the hell is security? <laughs> how, is, how are you we, gonna, we only see one security person, in? and she's like right. a sixty-year-old woman. No disrespect, right? But yeah. like Melissa McCarthy, she's like she's she's a she's a large, she's a plus-size woman. Like even if she might not be skilled, she runs into you. You're getting flattened. No disrespect. You're getting done. She talks about like get security out of it. And we never see security come up the stairs. Like all we see is a bunch of people that eventually train them in fighting. And even those guys look like pussies. 
it, it, it was very weird, man. It, <laughs> it was, was very, very weird. weird. It was very you, weird. You, you, a lot of this is just like in a lot of films, uh, necessary contrivances or, or coincidences just to um, make the story, make the plot happen. Because, you know, if there was security, yeah, the end, the film doesn't happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a different, different type of film. Just like, oh, we need a reason for them to not be friends after Melissa messed up in their childhood. Oh, we're just going to skate over that just so the film can happen. So yeah, very very strange. But why was but, it you know in the office? Why would you? Why would you? Okay, yeah. fair enough. It's in your office, right? That seems like a Tony Stark move, right? You know, all of my tech is in my office, right? But why would you meet somebody that you're not really cool with anymore? Bring them to your office where your experimental drug is. Leave them alone. Tell them not to touch anything because guess what? You tell somebody not to touch anything, you're guaranteed they're not gonna touch anything wrong. They're gonna touch every single thing. They're gonna put their do, germs do you know, everywhere. Do you know who remind, who that reminds me? My childhood did you ever did you remember remember as you uh remember did you ever watch dexter's lab growing up yes dd like right dexter's lab dd honestly Ooh, what does this button do and literally she was pulling the dd and she pulled the lever that wasn't locked that wasn't you know hidden behind a password and it just activated the super soldier serum and this this is the thing, right? If you're a I genius, right? Let's talk about Dexter for a second there. If I was Dexter, after the light, and granted it's a cartoon, like you said, you need your contrivances, but I would have loved the episode where you realize that that lab that she, he, she keeps on destroying was always his fake lab. And he actually had a real lab somewhere else and he just let her do it. And you know what I'll write in? He let her do it because he just wanted to hang out with his sister and he knew oh. otherwise she wouldn't have hung out with him. Just, just, just like uh, the Hall of Justice, and the uh, uh, and then the uh, Justice League, uh, Moonbase. Exactly, exactly. Right. Oh my it's god, just I feel like I should be a writer for a reboot of Dexter's Lab. What do you think, Ken? No, no, it'll be great. We should pitch some yeah, stuff man. later on. Oh yeah, Cartoon Network, eat your heart out. Anyway, Ooh, moving. On, let's get what? back to the if, film. If we can, if oh, we might even make a little animation on that man. Why not? Like a like, like a little uh, uh, pitch trailer, you know, yeah. for for Dexter's Lab. Oh, uh, uh, a little side note, and and I don't, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get too much on this because Dexter's Lab. Anytime I think about Dexter's Lab, I always think about Powerpuff Girls. Um, yeah. Have you seen the pictures for oh, the latest Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> the Powerpuff oh, Girls CW TV show. <laughs> I think I think we need to save that for another episode. But I, yeah, yeah. when we get that. more information about it, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, a theory yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, and we'll talk yeah, about yeah, it. I, I think I know exactly. what's going on with those pictures. Um, oh, but, mate. <laughs> me too. I've I've a theory, and our theory might actually be the same. Um, yeah. but I have a very strong idea of what's happening but once again yeah. that's, that's, that's what today's episode is about let's let's keep it moving so that's we're, right, we're in the right. in, in the lab and let, let's speed up actually yeah so, so she's she got get, the powers she gets the powers and she has to go for a training montage type thing to mm-hmm. uh acclimate to the powers or as they said she'll just die mm-hmm. um and so the uh, training consists of you know some of the things that you tend to see over the over the years in, in in films where the sledgehammer in the circus ring thing slamming it until it hits the bell mm-hmm. um her doing a box jump um her getting into a ring uh boxing and then as the days go on she's actually getting physically stronger she can right. do a higher box jump i think she did a box jump of like like a 10 meters and then she hit the bell at one point and then the bell went through the roof with the mm-hmm. thing um, which I'm not going to get into the physics of that, but okay. And yeah. then her uh, punching this guy. What, what was his name? Was it Tony? No, it wasn't Tony. I it don't was, know. Um, it's a, a boxing the, instructor. And she punches him. and just keeps getting hurt. <laughs> all the way. He gets harassed. Like literally there's a one time where she's got like, I think it's like a, 
a metal ball or something like that. And she just tosses it in the middle of a room. It flies all the way into the cafeteria. Literally just shatters the glass that he's about to sip on. And he's like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's like, nah, nothing is fine. This is a lawsuit. And I'm going to take I mean, all of your proprietary ideas and sell it to another company. Yeah, it's, it's mad. <laughs> it is mad. But, yeah, but we go we, through the training montage. We and go through the it, training montage. They're fully trained up. They get into their suit and they get a tip that there's a robbery at a convenience store because that's something you monitor, apparently. They go down to the uh, convenience store and it's a bunch of, you know, hoodlums with guns plus a miscreant. But this miscreant is actually half man, half crab. It's like he literally got had crabs for hands, played by Jason Bateman. And... Jason Bateman is legit the only reason why I carried on watching it because Jason Bateman's got this ability to be really funny with his dryness. Granted, he hasn't got much to go yeah. on, but I guarantee <laughs> you he literally threw away the script and said, I, I-, I got this. I'm Jason bloody Bateman. And he's absolutely yeah. hilarious. His, his, his sardonic wit works in every scene that is. And there's a twist, right? This miscreant with ugly, ugly crab hands, he kind of like falls in love love at first sight with melissa mccarthy and ken i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie right i'm gonna be perfectly honest there's a there's a (laughs) scene with melissa mccarthy where she's wearing like these like leather uh legging jeans kind of thing and i ain't gonna lie i thought to myself hmm melissa mccarthy she's 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 lost a bit of weight she's she's the right kind of thick i ain't gonna Um, lie Boy, that's you, man. <laughs> that's not I'm me, not bro. Um, I, li- I'm those, li- I like them thickers. The, the, she's the right kind of thick. I mean, uh, the, there was one thing that she was wearing, and her bum just looked fake. But it really again, did, right? Not, the I'm, jumpsuit. <laughs> it just came out y- for yeah, miles. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was a bit weird. I'm like, <laughs> mm, okay, cool. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just accept it for what it is, and just Maybe keep she just it got, She's got that dunk, man. She just got that dunk. Boy, that that's dunk kick That is not for me. Uh, boy enjoying it <laughs> yeah man um the crab uh yeah. bateman like well, one thing that i found so hilarious is when yeah. he was running away and yeah. the eight time he runs away he, he puts does, his arms up like and starts crab. walking sideways it's like a crab <laughs> i was so dumb i bet he did and that on a take <laughs> and it was so funny they said we gotta keep this we have to keep oh my this goodness. do you know what but, makes it worse what the thing that makes it worse is that Rev, running normally is quicker. It's so <laughs> much quicker. He's bipedal. He does not have to do it. But I, do you know the crazy thing? It might not even been like, let's talk about the character, right? It might not even been like how he actually moves when he runs. He's just probably like, the whole character is like zero fucks, right? So you find out later that he works for this guy. He's a politician. He, call, he calls himself the boss and he gets really pissed off when people no, call him the king. boss. The king. The king. And and he makes references like, it's like the boss. It's like the, you know, a V. You have to put the V in it. And um, he's a politician, but he's also uh, the the big criminal. Like, and you find out that all of the miscreants, well, there's only really two you actually see. It's weird. He organizes the miscreants. He organizes the miscreants. But the weird thing about it, he's supposed to be running the city with all of the miscreants but we only see two miscreants that's like really strange right it's supposed to be a city full of powered villains and we only see two of them i just like tony did did you forget what the budget of this film was what, what was what was the budget <laughs> they, 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 ain't, they ain't paying for no miscreants yeah 
so you got you know you got the king played by Bobby Cannavale up or Cannavale I might be pronouncing that wrong butchered his name forgive me um again another brilliant actor just completely wasted because of uh nothing script like he has moments of like eh, eh, it's kind of funny and then it's just kind of like wrote dialogue and the amount of times like every single character says miscreant that's a really dumb name for powered people even if it's like yeah. bad people you know what a miscreant is it's just another term for a good, good no good nick i would actually prefer it if they said like oh those no good nicks instead of miscreant <laughs> miscreant sounds I, like I, I, ex- I don't know. like too close to excrement maybe they were, that's what they're going for i don't know the marketing is very know. weird on this it was very um, weird but... w- w- one thing i did find about uh the boss or sorry the yeah. king um he fell into the bad guy trope of mm-hmm. a slight monologue, uh, slightly revealing his hand because he literally walked into um, yeah. the building. He smashed through yeah. the building, be like, "Hey, I'm the bad guy." Oh yeah, she's working for me. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, you don't tell the people that are going to defeat you that have now have superpowers. I don't care how powerful that you think you are. You don't let your ops know what what, what your plan is or what you're trying to do. I thought now there would be a moment whereby they established that like the miscreants are so powerful that they can actually roam around freely and nobody can stop them. Like he's so powerful right. in terms of like right. his influence that he can run for office and nobody can say like, well, you're a criminal. It's like, well, you can't arrest me, but they do nothing with it. It's like, that would have been a no. perfect moment with him walking in. It's like, yeah, I'm a bad guy and I'm still running for office. What are you going to do about it? Nope. It's just like, yeah. I'm a bad guy. I revealed myself and you're not, you actually, you actually do nothing about it. It's like, mate, it's so, so weird. It was, the, it was a black. It was a bad guy just doing bad things, man. Um, just because, no, no, with not without any sense or tact no or planning, no reason and, whatsoever. And, and that one thing that I noticed that a lot of bad guys do in films and TV shows is make an example of the henchman. Mm-hmm. Now, I I found <laughs> this time. Well, something does happen with one character or one of his henchmen. He yeah. kills off one of his henchmen. By uh, crushing them, uh, if no yeah. one knew, the king has the ability, has, is super strong, right? Super uh, strong. Like Melissa McCarthy. And uh, his eyes glow uh, a different color when, when mm-hmm. he uh, powers up. Now, the thing that I found hilarious about this is the way, because um, he killed a black henchman. And yeah. uh, the reason why I'm saying a black henchman is because of the way the black henchman reacted when he knew the, the, the king was on, was on stupidness. Because right. um, the king... Because uh, the guy, the black guy, he piped up, was like, hey, don't you think blah, 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 blah. Just just a normal comment. And maybe, you know, just like in all these uh, villain films, the, the 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 bad guy feels like, oh, you disrespect me by asking me smart questions. Or you're a smart guy type thing. And I'm going to make an example of you and kill you. And so he was like, hey, come over here. And then the black guy, because I would do the same thing. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when he was like, no, 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 I'm good. Because mostly what you see in all the other films and TV shows is that the guy just, without thinking, yes, my boss, I'm going to walk over to you as if mm-hmm. nothing was wrong. Yeah. But the, guy, the black guy was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-hmm. nah, 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 nah. Um, yeah. And he still I'm, does I'm, it. I'm, I'm good over here. He still does but, it. And he still does it. He still and then he gets it. crushed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm about and to then, die right now. I don't really want to die. Can I, can I not die? Okay, let me walk to my death. Exactly, what? exactly. I and feel then like he just wanted to... I feel like Ben Falcone just wanted to write it because in his, like, it's weird. He thought that's the only way he can do the big reveal of the, 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 the villain's powers. Like, there's so many other ways to do it. You also have, like, you know, the, uh, another villain in it, played by Plum, Kel- um, 
Plum, uh, is it Plum Kemploff? I, I can't pronounce her surname, but she played, uh, she played Mantis in Laser. Guardians of the Galaxy. She uh, and in this yeah, yeah. she plays lasers. And the weird thing is her powers look like electricity, but she's called Laser. It's another weird thing that they establish. People just name things because of the sake of it. No, no real well, rhyme or re- it, reason. When 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 she's loading it up. Mm-hmm. It looks like electricity, but when she actually shoots it, it does look like a, a stream of light or whatever. Okay, like cool. Laser. I will give you that, Ken, as a laser. But have you ever heard of a laser wrapping around somebody and lifting somebody up? Tony, you're thinking too much about this. I'm and just no, saying, no, like, it's like uh, there's, she could have been called anything. Why is she called laser? We don't know. Why is... Because uh, um, it sometimes looks like a laser sometimes looks like a laser octavia spencer yeah. goes invisible she's called bingo yeah it was just a dumb just a dumb name like at least <laughs> at least was. at least like you know melissa mccarthy she's got super strength and it, it's weird right when she calls herself the hammer they actually question that right and i thought to myself well that kind of fits because she's got super friends if she hit you it's like being hit with a hammer it's not a stretch right but like bingo the only person that has a problem with bingo is the person called bingo but nobody else questions it. There's no moment where like somebody's reading the paper and thinking, I wonder why she's called Bingo. It's just like, hey, we love you, Bingo. It's like, no. Yeah, no. It, was, it was dumb. It's, it, was just, it was just dumb. Let's, let's, let's wrap this up. So you they figure out the big plan of the villain. The villain actually says it himself. He basically wants the miscreants to be miscreants. So when he, he uses that as his platform to say that I am going to, I'm going to save this. I'm not save the city, but I will sort out the city if you vote for me. And even then, it's like it's a weak motivation that he never actually explains properly. We kind of infer it as the audience. He never actually says that he's going to come in and clean up the streets or he's going to come in and get rid of the miscreants. He just basically says, I want you. Does he? Because I feel like he only says, I want you to basically scare the city into voting for me. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He says that... um... Uh, um, he wouldn't want. Oh, what well, he does say the the uh, the laser character because mm-hmm. laser was like, oh, should I kill them? It's like, no, 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 don't don't kill them, don't don't kill them until I win, uh, the thing so I can defeat you guys type thing. Right. So that he can come in and be like, oh, I promise you guys to 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 do right by the city, yeah. and then he takes down the laser or the crab right. or any other miscreants, and then you know he looks good to the public kind of, on some Lex Luthor type stuff. Now, this is the weird thing about that, right? You, they established in the show that he was actually winning by a large margin. Why didn't he just carry on doing the things that he was doing to be winning in that large margin? Because it seems like every single event afterwards of him actually pushing the miscreants to do more led to him actually losing the election. It's dumb because he should have just lied to Melissa McCarthy, uh, right. uh, uh, Melissa and Octavia, and be like, "Oh, thank you so much for what you're doing. Come on to my team, not as super villains, but come on to my team and help me take out these miscreants." And then he would have won and got yeah. what he wanted, but he got too cocksure. I don't know what to call it. And his but, final um, plan yeah. is like he wa- he loses the election, right? And he it was invites. Butthurt. That's what it was. He's, he's butt hurt, so he invites the the woman over the the woman that it was uh, running against him to a party, a party for the city, you know, to celebrate this momentous occasion and has a bomb placed to to take them out. And I'm thinking, what's what's the end game here? Like, you still lost. It's like, is this just revenge at this point? I, I, I want to, like, we've skipped over a lot of things because there's a lot of, like, fuck shit in this movie. It's not a good film. 
do yourself no, a favor no. and like I, I, there's no redeeming qualities to it i will not recommend anybody to watch this movie this movie sucks and it doesn't suck because the actors are bad the actors are doing the best they can with this material. It's the script, man. It's the script. The script, script is, is terrible and the direction is possible. The editing is weird um, because like even the, the, the montage, it's like it could have even been snappier in terms of like a proper montage of like have music playing. You know what's the weirdest moment in terms of editing, right? Uh, and it's not just editing, but like choices made. You know those moments where they're actually in the car and listening to music to get themselves pumped for the next mu- uh, mission? That was that was a bad joke. <laughs> that was just a bad joke. But now. you know what makes it awkward. bad? They choose music that nobody has ever heard of or cares about. So us <laughs> yeah. as an audience, we're just kind of like, are we are we supposed to like get down with them? Like they're singing not very well and not really even in a funny way. And it's not even like a song that we can sing along to that we have any nostalgia for. Like, Well, I was waiting for them to pull the rug underneath our feet. I thought it was going to accidentally swap to like some DMX with a hood at or something like, but then it didn't. It, it it just kept, stayed the course and it was like, okay, cool. What's the joke here? Right. Oh, that's the what joke the movie is was missing then. DMX. Yeah. We yeah, said it here. Yeah, exactly. The movie was missing DMX. But it's like, it's the, weird the, because you, you think about in similar moment, moments, right, where, um, movies have used pop culture within the universe of the film to kind of cement a point. Perfect example is Guardians of the Galaxy. Another one is um, Baby Driver, where his music in his headphones is what he's hearing and what the audience is hearing, and it's the soundtrack of the film. These moments where they pick songs that has no nostalgia besides for them, it's like it it doesn't bang. It doesn't hit. Well... Well, what I would say about that is that, well, it, it, it's more of a flaw of the production more mm-hmm. than uh, the choice of of uh, of what happened inside the film. Because understanding Guardians of the Galaxy or, or like these other films or even like um, Get Out with uh, Stay Woke by Charles Gambino. Yes. Like that ain't free. Yeah. That ain't free. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, they threw stupid money to make sure right. that those uh, songs come into the... Because anytime you license... Uh, a song like right. it's money in it yeah in this film i feel like they wanted to uh, have a, a funny song that everyone recognized and everything mm-hmm. but then it was just too expensive <laughs> because once again this film is a cheap film uh, it looks cheap at least um so i don't think they were in a position to do something pretty damn good like that yeah because look at even the white chicks the uh um that and then i'm really like that yeah. that song was is now even more popular because of of, of, of that film. Yeah. And and the reason why it works so well because it was perfect comedic timing of right. a big black guy that's meant to be incredibly angry. That's how he co- conveyed himself in the film and he softened up softened up so much to <laughs> sing and dance to this song yeah. and it made the song and because of the type of song it was that was so non-typical of what people saw this guy as, it just made such a bigger effect whereas in this film they were just singing an old school random song that didn't really uh, counteract who they were. Not like Terry Crews with mm-hmm. that song in White Chicks. And yeah. that, that was a weird, that, that's why it didn't bang as much. It was a lazy way of trying to do what White Chicks did, but not thought out or they didn't pay for a song that would have perfectly encapsulated. Because uh, throughout the film, they uh, were referencing, what band were they referencing throughout this film? I want to say um, Van, that, Van Halen. I, I could be wrong. Um, right. 
so why didn't they use one of those songs because that feel, that song was talked about so much it was talked about in the beginning of the film like oh let's we'll have to go and like go to this concert oh don't touch my shirt i'll never take this off because yeah it, it means so much about that i was like all right cool so maybe push that a bit more maybe through the song that you listen to on the radio it, you know it but might no, have been a van halen song but guess what like, it wasn't a van halen song it wasn't, it wasn't. okay Oh no, it no, wasn't. They it actually wasn't. they actually specify who it is, and they even make a joke. Is like maybe this is not the time for that specific, but they still proceed to sing into it. And I think it was supposed to be a moment of like, ha ha, that's funny, and it's more like, oh, this is this is cringe. No, it was par for the course for the character of Octavia. Yeah, but and, but, it, but the issue was it was too obscure. Right, like. It, it was like, all right, but no one knows this song. Yeah. And even though you're, you and your boring self and not living your life for 40 years, it makes sense that you listen to this. Yeah. But no one knows what the song is. And it doesn't yeah. really oppose who you are. It would have been, I don't know if you remember in uh, Monsters University where one mm. of the monsters' mum dropped dropped off the boys, right? Yeah. And then she will sit in the car. She's like, oh, don't worry, guys. I'll just sit in here. And then do you know what she does? She turns on the radio. And what music is playing? Heavy metal. <laughs> Right, right. I don't know if that was one of the bloopers of that was actually in the film, but it was her, it was hilarious to see her like, oh, let me just sit down and be calm. And then yeah. she goes, and she's just there smiling away. I was like, oh, that was kind of funny. Because once again, it, the, you see a contrast between um, what you expect from someone and yeah. the kind of things that they're into. Um, but you didn't really get this in this film. Once again, lazy, but not just lazy writing, lazy comedic timing because that wasn't funny lazy writing lazy editing lazy choices in production lazy direction this movie is just lazy and yeah. if you want something like, to go to sleep to by all means thunder force and guess what ken i the, the name thunder force i was thinking the whole time it's like why did you choose that name you got two plus size women in this film and you called it thunder force sounds very close thunder to thunder thighs, thighs. Why, in terms of marketing, I guarantee you somebody's doing me. Do you know what the crazy thing is? There's there's not going to be any memes of this film because this this movie is going to fall flat. If there was any memes, it would be definitely turning the movie into Thunder Thighs. No disrespect, because I got nothing against Plus Flies Women, right? That is not a good name, and you never even give us a reason why you chose the name Thunder Force. This movie sucks. You suck. You see the door? The door, like, they were setting her up to... um, kind of break away from her mum. And you kind of see that in the one of the first scenes that you see her was like, mm-hmm. oh, she she likes Fortnite. She likes to have fun. She kind of smile. But her mum kind of puts her in a place, but like, no, no, you're about your books. You're about helping us out. It's like, yes, mom, And, you know, all of that. And Melissa McCarthy's meant to bring her out of that. And then the whole like, oh, I can't really talk to my mom about boys and stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're going somewhere with this. And then they do nothing it with goes it. And I thought nowhere. they were going to set her up with that, um, the other black boy with, uh, with the dreadlocks. Um, in the film, it's like, oh, maybe something might happen between them or something. But then nothing happens. If anything, they just forgot about her development. They said, all right, cool, we're going to introduce something. That's why I really wanted them to do the whole Batman stuff, the the whole Bruce Wayne thing. Like, your mum's all about the mission, and now you've inherited her mission. But you're not in the same mentality and mind frame as her because your mum lost her, her parents, so your grandparents are gone, whereas your mum is still here with you helping you develop and everything. So you're actually a more rounded person compared to your mum. But your mum is now forcing you to uh, follow her mission. So there would have been a friction with that, but there was no friction because they just forgot about her. Because that would have been a much better story where like, okay, cool, I'm not you, mum. I haven't gone through the thing, same thing you've gone through. I'm taking on your mission, but I don't have the same drive as you because I didn't lose my parents at such a young age. 
and yeah, they just gave us superpowers instead. Yeah, there I, you go. Now yeah. you can run real fast. I'm 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 over this uh, this 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 damn movie. Like, not gonna even even put a, a score in it. The movie sucks. Don't watch it. Move on. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is not the one. This is it's not it's not the one. Even like when it comes to like low budget, you know, you know, comedic style superhero movies. There's loads of far better ones. There's uh, you know, there's the the um. Uh, what's that movie? I think it's the mystery, the mystery men. You got my crazy ex girl, my super ex girlfriend. There's oh, so yeah. many. Other oh yeah, that ones was out that there. was that was terrible. <laughs> that it was, was terrible, terrible, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that more than good this. Good way. It's like it was so bad. It was good. This is just so mediocre. It's bleh. That's all I can say about it. It's bleh. Anyway, oh, that's, why did Uma Thurman do that film? That was a bad uh, because film. of the money. Because of uh, the money. I think she was on the hype of, of, of after Kill Bill. I think that's what it was. Oh, but it was years it was after, after Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. It was years after Kill yeah, Bill. Yeah, man. But uh, let's, let's, actually, let's actually move on to stuff that we actually enjoyed. Um, I want I want to kick off <laughs> first with uh, Invincible because I think that's an easier one to talk about. Um, we only we only have a few minutes left. Um, but I really want to get into like the themes of Falcon Winter Soldier. But Invincible, um. <laughs> Really get a great episode. Uh, it focuses on uh, Mark's inability to kind of maintain a healthy relationship. He's let his girlfriend down a hell of a lot, and she's she, his relationship is hanging on in the tether. Meanwhile, his dad, uh, Omni Man, is still being investigated. His wife is just so suspicious of him. She just she's lost complete trust in him. And he's yeah, kind of for like, reasons to find out more information about right? what's going on with him. And she's remembering things. She's remembering like weird inconsistencies. Uh, the agent's still tra- uh, still trying to uh, monitor him. Um, meanwhile, the team, the new Guardians of the Globe, they're kind of you know going through a rough patch. There's conf- conflicting personality. You've got Rex. Uh, Rex Blode, who's kind of butting heads with Black Samson and Black Samson's trying to be cool about it, but it's not really working. But the most important part of the episode, and I just want to do a slow clap for Mahersha Ali. He plays Titan in this. And my God, I like Titan in the comic books, but the Titan in the show, far superior what they've done with his writing. So he's a street level... Um, enforcer he's got the ability to turn himself into like rock like a rock like skin and he's kind of like he collects on people he does the small petty crimes b and e's uh, and you know breaking into places but he's got a heart right there's one there's one uh moment where he basically destroys a family home and the family confronts him and he's got a heart right and he actually gives them money to find somewhere to live for the next few days. And his whole motivation is just to basically get out underneath this uh, crime boss called, uh, is it Tech Head or Tech Face or something like that? Robot Head. Something like that. Robot Head. Yeah. Um, to get out from underneath him because he owes the guy money and he doesn't want to owe him anymore and he only has a few more jobs. But, man, this episode was so good. Mahershala yeah. Ali's... Go with, go with Titan, um, it, it reminded me so much of um, the final episode of Luke Cage. Oh yeah, uh, where 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 you're 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 from the streets, you're from the area, you've seen the BS that's been happening. You're tr- you, you're not you don't earn a lot of money. You're trying to get out of this whole life, but you don't want to leave your people uh, in squalor. 
Mm-hmm. And so he looks for a way to find a heavy balance. To, and Luke Cage does it by becoming the boss. I'm now the right. boss of this city. Yeah. And that's exactly what Titan did. Yeah. He um, came up with a plan to involve Invincible and uh, more or less the team and different people to take out um, this this boss. Mm-hmm. Um, machine and, Head. And they name. managed... Machine, machine head. head. And they managed to do it. Um <coughs> They managed to do it, and all that happens is Titan just steps in and is like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm the boss now. And and now he's taken over. I don't know if that's, and maybe it comes up in the comics, but I don't want to know. I want to mm-hmm. see if it uh, pro- progresses anywhere. I'd love to see it furthermore on the show, but I don't yeah. know if he actually does this to actually not just have a bit of life for his family, but to try and improve the city or the crime underworld, giving it a bit more class and less killing and, and stupidity. So, uh, in, But from, I, in the comic I, I, books, I love the progress from it. In the comic I don't books, know, bro. it's not really a spoiler because the comic books doesn't right. really follow up on him. But I think the show, okay. when you have somebody like Mahershala Ali, I think maybe not this season because there's a lot to go through this season. I think subsequent seasons, you're going to see if Mahershala does come back, if they can afford him. Because I don't think they can anymore. Um, if they can afford everyone to come back <laughs> for season two. Oh what? my God, this cast. I know we talked about it last week, but this cast though... Um, yeah, um, it's it's such a great episode. You see his family dynamic. He's he's very much you know um, he's he's not a rich villain. You know he's not making a lot of money. All of his money is going back to pay back his boss. He's living in relative not squalor but very extremely modest. His daughter was sick. He only took the money to. Uh, they never say what what his daughter was sick with, but we we are led to believe that he took the money to pay for treatments for his daughter, who is still not completely 100% and no. but, but just to cap no. it off though that fight scene in the 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 penthouse office of of machine head was ridiculous like i told Man, you every single time i feel like oh yeah yeah they blew the budget in the last episode yeah yeah, yeah. they did that crazy thing in the last episode that was the budget and then they keep one up in themselves in this episode that fight scene i was like yo so this is where the budget went to and what they do like Boy. the interesting things that they do with each character like my, do you know, and you can't, even, you don't even have to agree with me on this, but let me ask you actually, who in that fight scene, right? Who was your favorite guardian of the globe? Who's my favorite guardian of the globe in that fight scene? Oh man, um, all of them, especially when it came to duplicate and and Rex, where yeah, um, they they were doing combo moves like, all right, cool, hold these letters, yeah, and stick onto that person, and then explode them. Like when they were starting working as a team, I thought it was excellent. I I um, I think they all paled in comparison to Shrinking Ray. The best move that Shrinking Ray did was get that dude in a headlock, then shrinked him, shrink, shrunk herself oh, yeah. to choke him out. Yeah, yeah, to choke him out. Yeah. <laughs> Why has Ant Man not done that? Yeah, that that was really creative. Actually, that, that was, was really really so creative. creative. The the animator just thought to myself like, "Hey, I've always wanted to do Ant Man, and if I was Ant Man, I would do this." And they did it. And you see her shrink, and as she's shrinking, the 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 surface area of her grip reduces, so she, it's easier to choke him out. Absolutely brilliant. And I give it up to like Black Samson. They actually do a better job of showing his kind of personality because he's kind of like hop, skipped, and jumped in the the comic book but um in the show right you see him get beat the hell up and he just takes in off the his show, suit he's batman bro that's he, what he is well i would say he's kind of like batman mixed in with a little bit of iron man because obviously some of his super strength comes from his suit but he 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 sheds off the suit and just said i'm not giving up like 
I'm in this, right? We're here to save the day. And he gets laid the fuck out. Oh my God. He he gets hurt in, in ways that when you see it in a cartoon, it still kind of affects you as a human being. It's like, I don't want any of that. None, none of Mate, that is good. He reminded me of, um, is it uh, Mamun Rider from uh, One Punch Man? Right. When yeah. he was facing that, that, that fish guy. Yeah. Where's like, right, cool. <laughs> You've taken off my bike. I don't, and then I can't remember what he said in Japanese, but it was mad emotional like uh, Japanese cartoons do. Yeah. yeah. And he rushed at him, tried to punch him, and then the guy just slapped him across yeah. the way. Just and I, that's what reminded me of it. I was like, "Yo, if you're not gonna win, yeah, all you're gonna be is a is a red paste on the side of the." It'll be interesting, to <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. You got his, you got his stuff rocks, boy. I think it's gonna be uh, exciting to see what happens. Eh? I won't spoil it for you, but hopefully, if they stick to what's in uh, the comic book, it's exciting times for Black Samson. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was that was invisible, uh, invincible episode five, brilliant episode. But let's cap it off. Oh wait, wait, wait. What do you want to talk about? Last thing. Uh, so last thing about invincible. Um, his dad, Omni Man. Yes. Right. Omni Man, in this, says some heartless type type stuff. Yes. Immortal is told invincible. You don't save people. You save the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why are you worried about what? the street level stuff? Like, don't don't help this guy take out. This gangster, don't let it, don't help him take out Machine Head. You got bigger things to worry about. Alien threat, that's you. Guy stealing a purse, leave it to somebody else. It's like, yo, I'm pretty sure Omni Man was. Uh, it seemed like Omni Man was directed by Zack Snyder. That seems very Zack Snyder. Ain't that what uh, Pa Mar and Pa Kent said? Like, Both no, of them at different times. Honestly, it's so weird. That's Zach's, what. That's, that's, that's what I don't want That's it to said. be like a conversation about Zack Snyder's movies, but put it this way, right? Zack Snyder's whole run with the DCEU, it might as well have been like an equivalent to Invincible, where he he could have easily done his own version of the Justice League, just not called the Justice League. Because if I'm being very honest, none of these characters seem remotely like the comic book. For better or for worse, because I actually prefer his Aquaman, I just don't like his Superman. Like, I like Henry Cavill and he's done the best for what he's done. But his Superman is miserable, depressing, overly serious and just kind of a dick. Even in the 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 the, the, the uh, Snyder cut of Justice League when he's fighting Steppenwolf and he's he's dodging the punch and it's like and he and he takes the axe to the chest and it's like and he says pathetic. It's like that's not a, a humble person. That just sounds like a dude that's like, I'm super strong and I'm better than you. He just sounds like a bully and it's like, I'm good, man. Um, I, mean, I enjoyed Justice yeah, League, but yeah, I'm he, good. He, that Superman was... Dickish. I didn't like the Superman. However, that was appropriate for the universe that Snyder created. Because like, you see the difference so much with Joss Whedon and Superman. And it's the thing like, that doesn't oh, okay, make sense this, as this, well... This is worse. The thing that doesn't make sense is that, my dude, you just got a second chance at life. You was dead and you're still coming off like a douche, an arrogant douche. Like, it's weird, right? They got his Clark Kent right. When he came back, his Clark Kent is right, right? A bit more humble, a bit more mild-mannered, right? And and I'm not saying they have to be exactly the same as every single Clark Kent has been before. He still has his own style. But his Superman, he's not aspirational in any way. He's just like, and I, I get it. Zack Snyder's motif for his movies is like a godlike being. And that's kind of like what Omni-Man is. Omni-Man actually thinks he's a god on earth. 
and everybody, including his wife, including his son, is beneath him. Like he loves Mark, but kind of like how you love a pet. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's a it's shame. A sh- it is um, a shame. It's a real shame because um, it based on how... And please correct me if I'm wrong or mm-hmm. please jump in. But if Super... Like the Zack Snyder Superman... I see him ru- ruling the world in like two years. <laughs> you know, that, that's I, the kind of energy I I'm getting from him. He's not, he's not like the Superman that we see in Superman Returns or, or, or Christopher Reeves or yeah. the new Superman and Lois Superman. Because those guys are like, you know what? I might cry because yeah. there's some stuff that's getting to me. Whereas this Superman is kind of like, mm, do you bleed? Like, like he, he's, he's, he's ready for to dominate. Well, that that do that that world. line where he says, "Do you bleed?" That's actually from. It's cut. It, it, it got cut. It wasn't cut. That was actually just Whedon's one. That was, it got cut from. No, it got it got cut from Zack Snyder's. Um, he, the Zack Snyder uh, never the, shot Zack Snyder that. cut. So I, I wouldn't call that a cut because Zack Snyder never shot that. That was actually from Whedon's cut. Well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it wasn't in. Yeah, so I wouldn't call that a cut. Like, it, I wouldn't call that a cut. If yeah, it was technically ne- it's not a cut. But yeah. I'm saying like it, it, it was missing. It was yes. missing from the film. Or was it never intended to be there in the first place? Probably never intended. Um, Do you know what? We don't know what was retrospectively removed. Honestly, honest. like sometimes I, it's one of those ones we'll never truly know what was fully. We were assuming intended because for all we know, like Zack Snyder could have lied and said like, "Oh, I didn't use any of weed and stuff." Or like everything I took out from Whedon stuff was Whedon's. For all we know, there was some of that stuff was actually his as well. But I digress. Let's get into Falcon and Winter Soldier because I thought that was a crazy episode. Oh my god, uh, we're running. There out was of a couple time. of things in that scene. I was like, "Yo, that, you know, oh. what? let's get started. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's right. go. I'm gonna. Let's I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go through a, a beat by beat, but uh, but I want to pick out some key moments. Right. First off, the conversation he has with uh, the uh, the young girl, the terrorist girl. I forgot her name. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the leader of the Doesn't group of the flash, uh, the flag, yeah, uh, the flag, flag smashers, smashers the right? Yeah. They, she finds a way to meet up with them. Carly, 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 right? Um, and he finds a way to meet up with her to have a conversation. They have a conversation, and he's hitting her with these real philosophical questions that actually trick her into saying stuff. So he basically makes a point that um, Zemo said that any person with this with a super soldier serum in them, or you know basically is a supremacist literally thinks that they are more better because they are more powerful than anybody else and actually he gets tricked out um zemo gets tricked out by bucky and said like well what about cap it's like well touche you caught me there he's an exception to the rule but everybody else is a douche right and um sam hits uh carly with that and asks uh, says like well zemo says like everybody that is um with a super soldier uh, that has a super soldier serum uh, is inherently a supremacist. And she said, like, that's not what we're going for. We're not uh, supremacists. It's like, well, what happens if somebody gets in your way? It's like, we'll kill them until we get what we want. It's like, that sounds a lot like a supremacist. She's like, no, you, you tricked me. I didn't mean to say that. And it messes mm-hmm. with her where you kind of see she's not a one-dimensional person. She's not like this moustache-twelling villain. It's like, we will succeed by any means necessary. She She thinks that's what she wants, but she just wants the world during the blip where there was no no delineations in in countries everybody was unified and we was sharing everything looking after each other but everybody comes back and we're back to having these barriers and i don't want that and sam agrees with that and it's just this powerful moment of like two people that are characters but people first they're not caricatures absolutely brilliant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ken tell me about a, a moment that you thought was just off the hizzy 
Um, oh man, uh, th- there was a couple. Mm. Uh, the one that um, that 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 just doesn't leave my mind was the Dora Milaje. Oh, the Dora. when they came through. Because, bro, what did I say last week? What did yeah. I say? Oh, I yeah. told you. I, I said it. They're I coming. said that they were like, yo, do you know what? You can have him for 20. Like, I was giving eight them 24 hours. hours. They, got they, they gave it eight, eight hours. <laughs> they got eight hours. Like, yo, you got eight hours, my guy. Then oh we're, we're collecting him. We're coming to collect like Pokemon. Bruh. We're here to throw these spears like Pokeballs and collect. Bruh. And it was crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> the they thing that was late. nuts about they that one. Nah, they, they, were, they weren't late. <laughs> yo, it was crazy. The, the, the one part that I, I'll never forget was how um, uh, John Walker, <laughs> right, uh, uh, well, two things. It, it's John Walker um, during the fight and John Walker post, uh, post the fight. Yeah. During the fight. Um, so the Dora Milaje, because they were super skilled, they're mm-hmm. like, you know, this guy's an inconvenient. He keeps swinging, swinging around the shield. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to chuck my spear, not spear him, but spear his shield to the table while he's still holding it. Are you dumb? And he's Bro, stuck. He couldn't move. He had to remove himself from yeah. the shield and try and fight them. So they were like, I can fight you one-on-one combat, no mm-hmm. problem. But your shield's an inconvenience. Yeah. So let me throw the spear and trap your shield. She she didn't try and angle it to try and do it carefully. Just chucked it and it just got stuck. Perfect like, aim. It wasn't it wasn't one of those uh, like, like, oh no, I missed. Like I was actually aiming for your heart type thing. No, yeah. she was aiming to trap the shield and she did it. And it, it was so good because it just let John Walker know the levels and which oh. led to him deeper reflecting later on. That line, so the, Dora Milaje, that line he said, him. <laughs> that line he said where he just looks so sad and he's looking at the fourth floor is like, they're not mm-hmm. even super soldiers. Like, <laughs> super soldiers. <laughs> he, he sounded like a kid that literally went to the, the park in the sandpit, nah. had his little ball, somebody yeah. took his ball and he's like, but start kicking the sand start she was rocks. only a girl how could she take my ball I'm a boy I'm 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 stronger and he's just there they're yeah. not even super soldiers I feel like crap and they, you know the crazy yeah, thing yeah. this is the moment right now where I just thought to myself you was bitch made right the woman does the cap thing where she steps on the shield flicks it up and catches it in the arm Ayo one Bro. of the other uh, daughters <laughs> says like uh, we are done here leave it we don't need it and he, she just chucks yeah, it on the floor. Trust. And and, and she, he looks at it and like, <laughs> bruv, they took your manhood. The, 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 in that moment in time, Yo. yeah, the shield was a metaphor for his manhood. They took it like it was nothing and said, do you know what? Have your dick back. We don't actually need it. And he's just you know like... What, did, did you, I, I feel like there's a more meta reason for why they left it. They left it because the, 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 the series ain't finished yet. They still need the shield for the last two episodes. But no, you're right. They, they, they completely, completely stripped him of his manhood. Do you know what's so the truth for why they don't need it? And they used it as a reason. They, they're right. literally saying that is not even 0.00001% of the vibranium. We don't need that. That's like a coin to us. A coin that we decommissioned like 50 years ago. We're not even using that currency bruv you can keep that 50p that you can't even spend we got billions yeah, bruv we've got trillions nice. bruv you keep it's that nice. shield like we're good here i got my uh, bruv i did i'd even beat you with my spear my spear was on the floor bruv you you went yeah. down like a bit and because of that there's a moment where zemo uh sam and bucky they catch up with carly and carly stupidly has the excess super soldier serum on her and it all goes to shit. She goes on the run and Zemo manages to catch her. 
get shot up because obviously super soldiers might be resilient but they're not bulletproof and he proceeds in that moment you see him right and we're thinking oh he's going to take one for himself he doesn't he says nah my mission is still the same i don't like super soldiers never have <laughs> never will mission. you for are all dying when i've done destroying the all of these Yo, uh, these vials I'm you're gonna be next but he doesn't get all of them he manages to get taken down by cap the new cap, fake cap, US agent, gets smacked in the face with a shield. And right there, you see John Walker just looking at the serum. And you're thinking, like, don't do it, bruv. Don't do it, man. Like, don't be that guy. Be better. Oh, no, he took it. He took it. Yeah. He put it in his pocket. He's going to use that. And he does use it. Because later down the line, they, re they catch up with uh, Carly again and the whole terrorist group. But it was actually in reverse. Carly actually invites Sam to meet again. He actually, she actually uses, like a, actually a badass villain. He actually uses, she actually uses his sister and the knowledge of his sister to lure him. And he's coming in hot. It's like, how dare you threaten my sister? Nah, he ain't going down like that. And he said like, hey, this is not about you. I was never going to hurt your sister. I don't even want to hurt you. I actually want you to work with me, bro. Because we have an understanding. Mm -hmm. But I do need to take out that, that you know, that new Captain America. You, you get it, right? He's a bit of a dick. Like, we can agree on that. So while they've been distracted on the other side of town, Cap has been ambushed. And the ambush goes wrong, bro. Like, Carly managed to go up there. A fight ensues. You've got um, Battlestar and uh, the new Cap going on. They're fighting. Bows are being swung. Battlestar makes the mistake of trying to take on uh, Carly himself. She just takes one swipe straight to his stern. Pow! He flies into a pillar, cracks his back, and he's dead. And John Walker just well, sees... Let's wait for the, for the funeral next because... He's dead. Yeah, he looked... He, yeah, he, he looked messed up. My man <laughs> yeah. is dead. Not only did he drop, he dropped. He had a split second of consciousness and he slumped to the floor. And yeah. they put it this way, yeah, like after Bucky checked his pulse, Bucky said like he, he would have said, oh, he's still alive. <laughs> no, you know, actually, Ken, actually, you know what? You might be right. Let's wait for the funeral because you know it's going to be even worse because that's cap up what happens at the end. Ken, explain what happens at the end of that episode. What does that, What happens? What happens at the end? Well, the thing that we've always known about the serum, and mm -hmm. we learned this from Captain America, the first Avenger, yeah. is if the, what, it, it, the serum, what does the serum do? The serum Enhances makes good great. It makes bad the worst. Yeah. Right? It enhances whatever is there. Yeah. And that was a beautiful callback back to Captain America because mm -hmm. this is a Captain America sequel series. Yes. So this is technically the fourth Captain America uh, 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 property right uh, next to the first Avenger uh, Civil War and uh, and uh, 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 Winter Soldier mm -hmm. right so it was always about that it was always about okay so you've got power it's always connected to the government and the abuse of power and the acquisition of power yeah. that's what Civil War was all about that's <clears> what um, uh, Winter Soldier was all about and that's exactly what uh, Captain America was all about because there was a candidate qu technically better than Steve Rogers uh, that would have stepped up to become Captain America. Mm -hmm. But they looked over that guy because <coughs> they saw, okay, the, the, the Tommy Lee Jones like, all right, let's test who's actually going to jump on this grenade. Yeah. Grenade. And then he jumped on the grenade, stupidly without a helmet. He just put his literal side into it to mm -hmm. ready to die for this grenade, which is literally a suicide mission. Yeah. Um, and that showed, well, two things. Either he's incredibly insane, <laughs> for one, and and two, he's actually a genuine person mm -hmm. that will put himself in the line for his people, and so that's why they gave him the serum. That's why Steve Rose got that serum because yeah. he was the best of the best, not physically, 
but the best as a person. Yes. And we were kind of getting, was it was alluding to that with John Walker, mm-hmm. but it seemed like Cap had something that John Walker didn't have because he Integrity. had accolades. They even made a, yeah, they, the they made here, yeah, they made a, a point that like, like, oh man, like, he was having a conversation with with his friend. He was like, "Yo, am I am I right for this? Mm-hmm. Like, but you you got three medals for blah 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 blah." And he was like, "Well, I got those three medals, but it, it doesn't stop me for like for, for the horrible things that I did. I got medals yeah, for the horrible man. things that I did. They, they established it doesn't like, mean just be- the war on terror. People didn't come out clean. Some dirty shit no. happened during the war on terror, bro. That's like that's shit. And they awarded real life. murderers. Right? You know what I mean, they awarded murderers." For uh, 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 um for the messed up things that they did, that'll probably mm-hmm. keep them awake. So yeah. the things that Cap was praised for, or the original Steve Rogers was praised for, weren't because he was following orders and just killing uh, anyone. He was killing Nazis. That mm-hmm. was a lot more black and white. Whereas with John Walker, he was killing people because the army said so, and he yeah. did some horrible things that weighed on him. So just because he was praised for being, uh, excuse me, for being a hero doesn't mean he did heroic things. There's inherent so guilt he there. Were pro- he, exactly. He was propped up as someone being great, mm. but he hasn't done great things. No. Whereas Steve Rogers was always trying to be better and always trying to be great. Yeah. So that's why he mentally isn't okay. He's no. done some things in the past. So the super, su- uh, the super soldier serum just enhanced all of that. And what happened? At the end, when he caught in one of the super soldiers that was moving with Carly, he killed. He, and, 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 and how did he, he kill him? He killed how did he kill him? Sp- he, he killed him the same way how uh, 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 Tony Stark were. Uh, uh, he killed him the same way how Steve Rogers was trying to take out the arc reactor on Tony Stark in Civil War. He was smashing him with a shield. He smashed him oh. with the Captain America shield, the symbol of America. He killed someone in broad daylight with, with cameras with, all out. Oh, phone with cameras the everywhere. Of America. And, and like, Cap, uh, um, what's it? Steve, uh, not Cap, uh, Sam and. And Bucky were just standing there like, they had that look on their face like, ah, shit. Oh, but man. Do you know what? Even no. before that, because they didn't actually, I think they caught up later, but even before that, right? You know that moment where the guy uses the pipe and you see um, um, Walker bend the pipe and Sam said, Walker, what did you do? Because right there he knew, it's like, oh, you done mess. You done messed up, bro. Yeah. You don't even yeah. know and that. kind of ran away to be like, you're trying to deal with this right now. Yeah. And I, and uh, bruv, that scene... This show is just so good. I'm gonna watch that episode again because it it it, it does it did so many things both writing and action wise. Like superhero landing on the truck and he starts chasing the dude and he just he goes ham. He just that was good. That was good. Brill- a brilliant, oh, absolutely brilliant episode. Uh, great performances everywhere, especially uh, the 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 scene between the scene between Bucky and Zemo. Dope. The scene between Sam and Carly dope like real questions in a superhero movie that's actually like real questions about what it means to be a good person is it if you do bad things you're you're a bad person do you if you do good things you're a good person if if you use performance enhancing drugs does that the use of that inherently make you corrupt or can you transcend that and it's like a perfect person does and does and does you doing bad things, but you getting rewarded for it, make you a good person. <laughs> and and it doesn't. But you know what, man? That that episode no. was so good. We are being blessed with good content coming out of Marvel right now. Great entertaining stuff. Great stuff on Amazon with Invincible. Um, 
let's 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 wrap up the episode. It's been a great episode. We need to finish on a high. Uh, I am buzzing right now. I'm I'm gonna hit the shower because I am sweaty from basketball, but I was so excited to get into the show. But uh, thank you for joining I mean, us this the, week. There's, a, there's, there's only there's only one thing that I'm upset about. What's bro. that? There's only two more episodes, bro. Then we're done. Only two more episodes, but do you know what, Ken? But then Loki's coming up, though. Immediately, I'm going to rewatch it like it's a whole damn movie. That's going to be my four-hour cut of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right, right, right. But yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't even blame you, man. Let's, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Uh, thank you for joining us we, this week. I hope that you uh, had fun with us talking today. Um, <laughs> Uh, because we 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 love doing this we enjoy doing this follow us on our social media i am royal uh, majesty on instagram follow us on the on podcast follow my boy ken and i am mr ken and uh peace adios people